I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. Hey everybody. Since last week we talked about buying stuff to be green, I thought that this week we'd talk about what to do if you don't want to buy stuff. Hmm. Be extra green. Yeah. To continue on our conscious consumption discussion. So this week we're talking about shopping your own apartment, which is not something I made up. It's something that I think every single blogger I follow has talked about at some point. But basically, the idea is just that when you identify a need in your home, rather than going on the internet and purchasing something to fill that need, you should look around at the things you already have and see if there's something in your home that is maybe not working as well at its current function and could work to fill the need that you currently have. Hmm. Cool. So I started thinking about doing this episode actually in conjunction with all of our paper towel changes. Because if you remember a few episodes ago, maybe many episodes ago, we were talking about cleaning off that one Uh, countertop. That was like three, maybe. Maybe? Okay. And it feels like a long time ago, but only because it's like pre-holiday, you know? Not Uh, an after-holiday problem. No. And one of the things we identified was that we could remove the paper towel holder we have Mm. and get one that mounts to the wall to save that space on the countertop. Right. And then I realized in the process of looking for wall-mounted paper towel holders that we didn't actually need a wall-mounted paper towel holder because we also knew we were going to switch to those reusable paper towels. Mm -hmm. And that was something we'd been discussing for a minute. And it was kind of time to do that. And so we weren't even going to have paper towel rolls anymore. We were going to have that one roll of reusable paper towels. And then once we'd used them all, they would be off the roll. Hmm. And we would have to store them off the roll somewhere. But we still didn't want them to be on the counter because that was still a goal of ours, to have that counter be clean. Mm-hmm. So I was basically looking for a way to store these reusable paper towels that could potentially mount to the wall. And the solution we came up with was these little baskets that I got at Ikea forever ago that have always held spices in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And we actually have them other places in the apartment as well, holding other things. Yeah, they're kind of all over. And Pretty versatile. We had, I think we had three left, so we (laughs) still have one that could serve us further. Hmm. Um, But... We just mounted two of them to the wall right under the ones that were already holding spices. And one basket holds the paper towels we use for food, and the other basket holds the paper towels we use for cleaning. Mm -hmm. And that kind of got me started thinking about this episode, because actually over the course of owning these baskets, I have at various times put them up, taken them down stored them, had a different number out, a different number in storage. And if at any point I had decided like, oh, I'm not using these right now, I'm just going to get rid of them, it would have defeated me further down the line. Mm. 
And so as I start to think about investment pieces in like many areas about my life, I started thinking about these baskets. Not that they were a significant investment because obviously they're from Ikea, but like they've really done good work for us. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think too, we talk a lot about donating shit and getting rid of things, but this is a valuable lesson in really deciding whether or not you can use something before you get rid of it. Yeah, definitely. Like you were saying, I think it would have been pretty easy to, in one of those month sprees in which are stretches, not so much a spree, in one of those month or so stretches in which they were being used to just say, oh, you know, not using this, so I might as well get rid of them because they're just taking up space when actually they just didn't have a purpose at that time. And given a little patience and a little forward thinking, they become really kind of essential to like a small space life or the small space lifestyle that we've curated. Yeah, they're just kind of like good things to have around. And that's useful to remember when some of them are sitting up in the closet, you know, that like Mm -hmm. at some point we're going to turn around and be like, oh, let's put another one up for something. We only have one more. So we can only put one other one up. That's true. Or we're going to have to move other stuff around. Could get crazy. And so that got me thinking about some of the other stuff that we've potentially done this with. And one of the other things that came to mind was our printer stand, because Mm. also, as we discussed previously, we finally got rid of our printer, which was a long time coming. I'd had that thing since like right after college. So I bought that printer stand when I moved to New York Mm -hmm. and I had always just kind of really liked it. Um, it's from home cuts and it's just like a metal little like indoor outdoor side table so there's nothing particularly special about it but every time i looked at it and thought about donating it i was like you know what i actually just kind of like this thing Mm -hmm. um and kind of again in the realm of investment piece it wasn't an investment piece and that i spent a lot of money on it or that it is particularly distinguishable in any way but I bought it and I still kind of liked it. And so the idea of getting rid of it, even though we had gotten rid of the printer, wasn't super exciting to me. But because we don't just kind of like having things around, you know, I didn't think that like a side table was particularly valuable to us. Yeah. Um, Yeah, We don't live a real side table life. No, not really. We don't have like a lot of different seating that requires side tables. We don't even really have a lot of people who come here who require side tables to like put their beverages on or something like that. Yeah, we're not like hosting cocktail parties. No. So it occurred to me that I could turn it into a plant stand because as we've also discussed, all of our plants are on windowsills right now. We kind of have finite windowsill space. So mm-hmm. this allowed me to create a little bit extra space under the grow light for things to live. And I think that turned out pretty well. It fits really nicely between the bookshelf and the radiator and the table gets to live another day. Yeah, I mean, it's the best use for it, for sure. Otherwise, it would have just been standing around. I was going to say sitting around, but I guess technically <laughs> it's like standing, but it might be sitting. If a table had a butt, I guess we'd be using the butt, not so much the legs. But tables only have legs. <laughs> tables don't have butts. <laughs> I mean, right? They don't. They must not. And it's a hard life being a table. I see. I feel, well, yeah, yes. I think it's standing on its legs is what I would say about the table. Yeah, so it would have just been standing around, and this is something more purposeful. You know, like we were saying, we didn't really have a reason to just have a table. Now that I'm looking at it, it's within line sight of where I'm sitting. 
um, in my line of sight, rather. It really kind of matches the wall in an interesting way. It is a very similar color to the wall. Uh, it was one of the purchases I made when I was living in all white mm. rooms. So I suppose we could repaint it if that's something we wanted to do. Yeah, no, I don't think it's a bad match. It just, just struck me now that I'm revisiting it, especially under the grow light, which is pretty bright, you know? Mm. Yeah, I think it's quite pleasant. Agreed. Speaking of plants, we know sometimes I buy a lot of plants. Mm-hmm. And I bring them all home. Mm -hmm. Or I have purchased a lot of plants and I've planted them up and then they grow and they change and their needs change and I need to replant them. And I'm trying actively to not buy more pots. Mm. I feel that buying pots facilitates my buying of plants and then things get out of hand and I feel like we have a good number of pots for the space we have. Gateway. Might one? (laughs) One might. And so something I did last time that I thought was worth bringing up, though particularly niche and maybe not relevant to everyone's experience, is that I've also kind of shopped my own pot collection when replanting plants and kind of unpotted things that maybe didn't necessarily need to be repotted in order to pot other things in that pot and shuffle Mm -hmm. things around and make different arrangements of plants so that everything feels kind of new and all of the plants get what they need but i don't need to buy anything extra yeah you're pretty good about that i feel so sometimes i have to do a double take (laughs) if i haven't noticed you replant stuff especially when you curate uh whatever it's called when you have multiple plants in one pot isn't there a word for that like an arrangement is it just an arrangement yeah i guess an arrangement especially in your arrangements i feel like some of the smaller guys are always popping in and out of the different larger arrangement bowls that we have well what happened the last <clears throat> time was that there was a deceptively small guy who had grown a lot of roots and was like choking all the plants around him mm. so he needed to go in his own pot and then i was kind of in this scenario where i had some room in the arrangement bowl but then also some plants that didn't have anywhere to go and i was kind of like running around grabbing all my extra pots out of the cabinets being like oh i hope these are the right ones to fit um But even though this is a particularly niche situation that I was in, I think it's worth mentioning to people because the idea of like going back into the closet to stored things and saying like, what do I have on hand that I've been holding on to for a situation such as this that will fill my needs? And for me, that happened to be pots because if I lose a plant, I'll just put the pot up in the closet. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think for other people, it could certainly be other things, other collections that they're storing or... Like stamps. <laughs> sure. Stamps. Teapots. Mm. Whatever. Beehives. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, there's that balance, right, of getting rid of things, which is the end of the spectrum I fall on, but then also holding on to things that you're like, oh, I like this and it could be useful in the future. And these are moments to revisit those things and say, let me allow this to be useful to me as I planned for it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think another, I don't know, if this, this, does this count as reusing? It kind of counts as reusing, but especially post painting and even later, like after the initial painting and reorganizing, we do a good job of making use of our art and i also think it's something that we audit 
if I'm using that word correctly, you know, like we talk a lot about, especially the space I'm looking at again, um, the space between our little office supply cabinet and the armchair where we just have one piece, but kind of a lot of wall. We've talked a lot about what we want to do with that. Um, and we do a good job of taking stock of where pieces can go and what our wall space is like. Well, I think one of our most successful moves was moving. Um, I, I have a poster from a music festival in Asheville called Bel Share, and it was just kind of living in the hallway because there's nowhere else for it to live. And we noticed that it matched the color scheme of the kitchen well, and we previously had an aloe poster of yours there that didn't really match anymore. And we framed the poster, which if you're a long-time listener, you know, pro tip, get your shit framed. <laughs> um, we framed it and put it in the kitchen, and it just took up the right amount of space for the kitchen. It matched the kitchen so well, and that really simple move uh, made the space feel a lot different and feel a lot more put together than either the hallway or the kitchen did previously to that. Yeah, I think that this was a good tip for us because... It kind of, in the way we discussed when we moved in, we kind of just threw all the art up. And when we repainted, we wanted to be more deliberate about it and think about it harder and sort of plan things out. Mm -hmm. And that really changed things for us, I think. But also, this is kind of the quintessential example when I've seen this tip given everywhere else of like how to shop your own apartment it's always art that they start with to explain it to people because basically if you're feeling this itch of like Ugh, everything in here i've had for so long and i don't like it anymore and i want to change it up and like i have to go out and buy all these things you know like i hate my living room i have to go buy a new couch and a new coffee table and a new chair people are like wait stop <laughs> don't do that consider maybe bringing a piece of art from another room into your living room and see how that changes the space. Mm, that's cool. It, there you go. I don't know where I was going. Oh. You could go. Yeah, I think that's cool. It's almost like uh, like palate cleansing in like fine eating or fine-ish eating. You know, before you change everything around, you just bring one simple piece in that helps you reset and reimagine the space a bit. Because it might not be anything drastic. It might not be, you know, the coffee table and the couch and the windows. Yeah. Um, it might actually just be the way you're perceiving the space. This is getting maybe a little more mental than I mean it to. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, especially a living room space, I, I feel like a living room or home office space, um, maybe a bedroom too. These are spaces where you spend a lot of time and you spend a lot of time like, looking around. You know, the kitchen is like a very organized space you're in there usually to do a specific task and then you get out you know unless it's like suburban and you have room to entertain but in small spaces you're kind of there to cook or clean or get a snack do your thing and then you bring that to the living room or the office or the bedroom and then you're in those spaces for a longer duration of time and so just kind of tricking your eye and playing around with some different art on the wall yeah that makes sense that really might make a big difference on your impression of the room and your thoughts on the room yeah i just read this tweet about like remember when you were a kid and you moved everything around in your room and you felt like such a boss and like <laughs> like new room new me 
I feel like it's pretty much that concept of just like imagine you're a child and have no budget mm. <laughs> and like no control over anything but like can move your things around the space it really does change things like even when we swapped the orientation of this room you know that was completely free mm-hmm. and that really changed things up yeah that was big does that count i don't know that we've talked about that um i think it's a slightly <clears throat> different principle because everything ended up in the same room mm, that makes sense but it's related for sure you know it's like a no budget tip mm. we flipped our living room furniture around that's our no budget tip yeah oh i thought we had talked about that before our couch was previously on one wall and now it is on the opposite wall and everything is better yeah i don't know if we have but it's worth reiterating yeah in the scope of this conversation i suppose because it took us a really long time to figure that out like maybe a year and a half Mm. and once we did everything was better yeah it's great yeah our last example i suppose is that we had this chair that was essentially decorative Mm -hmm. because we had saved it from the trash oh yes this chair has a very long history yeah in bushwick and we had saved it just because i wanted to do the project and it waited all the way until we came up town for the project to be done. My mom and I redid this chair. And then we just kind of had it sitting by the coffee table for people to maybe sit in. But yeah. there are other chairs to sit in. So it really just kind of went in this room and looks nice. And we liked it, but it wasn't serving a ton of a purpose. It had just been a project that I had done and enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. And you never had a desk chair, I don't no. think, right? You had that yoga ball that you were sitting on. Yeah, I had a yoga ball for a while, and I really liked it. I still really like sitting on yoga balls. Uh, the problem was, at the time we were moving in, I was a little strapped for cash, so I bought like a pretty uh, low-budget yoga ball that quickly lost air, and I kept having to refill it, <laughs> and then it would lose air again, and then I kept having to refill it, and it just became pretty problematic Like every about two months or so. I'd have to refill it. I, I guess now that I said that out loud, it's not like that problematic. Like it wasn't that huge. But it was tedious, especially this was right around the point where I was transitioning into the office space really being my home office space. So sitting on a slightly deflated ball wasn't all that comfortable. It sounds very Sisyphusian too. Of just over the course of the day, you'd like sink down. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I was a little determined to do it because I had like bought the damn thing and it's in it, you know? Um... It was also unruly in the space because when you weren't <laughs> sitting on it, it would like roll around. Yeah, it sort of had its own little mind. I think in part because it was losing air. So I tried to tuck it under my desk and I could kind of wedge it there a little bit. And then I think it would lose air and it would just roll. <laughs> and the worst part was because it was just wicked cheap plastic. When it would hit the wall, if it was like a particularly hot day or like a particularly humid day, it would take some of the paint with it when you peeled it off. So it was just getting gross, too. Um, I ended up donating it. I don't know if Goodwill wants it or if Goodwill just threw it out. But I donated it um, and just kind of adopted this chair naturally because it was there and it made sense. And I had the intention of not necessarily having it in my office chair. But then as time went on, it just really became a natural fit uh, there's no point in me buying another yoga ball or buying a different chair this is a like fine chair <laughs> we already had the garbage chair yeah it does all the chair things it needs <laughs> um so yeah and i think i'm just gonna pause because i don't think anything you should get this i don't actually usually edit out things that we say from 
the podcast only spaces oh really yeah i like to let it flow naturally you know oh my bad so that people can experience our personalities so you're gonna keep all our this. thought processes potentially yeah wow yeah you look like shook by that <laughs> uh, um <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. it's an it's an interesting principle i think and we kind of do it automatically ourselves like remember when we were gonna get rid of that side table that i had in the bedroom mm-hmm. from that i had brought with me from brooklyn and the heights it was like the original bedside table i had when i moved here but our first instinct was to kind of move it around the apartment and see if there was anything else we could do with it and so that ended up not working out it was right for us to sell that table at that time because it wasn't going to serve another purpose but did we sell it yeah i sold it to my coworker. oh that's right i do remember yeah for like ten dollars because craigslist is the worst which we'll discuss on another episode Mm. Uh, uh yeah yeah i think we were pretty good about it i remember moving that around i remember moving some other tables around too we tried really hard to have a hallway table for a minute and then that never really came to fruition for the right reasons i think i don't think we should have a hallway table it's too narrow of a hallway and i remember we tried a bunch of tables in there i think we might even try the printer table in there before it became a plant stand possible definitely possible yeah i would say the moral is try your shit before you quit it <laughs> <laughs> something like that yes it's kind of fun too i think people say shop your own apartment because the resistance people have is like, well, I want to go shopping and that's fine. Um, I sometimes also want to go shopping, but it's kind of fun to rediscover the things you already have and to try them out in different ways. I think. Yeah. I think so too. It's a like fun problem solving exercise. Like the, uh, scholastic mazes. You remember those? Did you ever do those when you were a kid? Mazes? Yeah. You had to like follow a line and they would have it be like an eye trick. So once you did it, you could always see it. Like if you flip back. Mm, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I feel that way about these things. Because mm. it takes a while to get there. But then once you see it, it becomes a pretty organic thing. Like it makes sense that this is a plant stand. It makes sense. that the chair became the office chair. And it's things that really feel silly that we didn't do sooner. That's true. On some level. Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment 26. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time.